TuneIn is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. That clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. And even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here. On TuneIn, go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. 222, kicking a week off after uh, a pretty exciting Super Bowl. Kansas City gets their second in what, four years? Yeah. Second in four years. Yeah, beat the 49ers in the other one. They yes, did. they did. Came back to beat the 49ers. <laughs> yes, they did. I think the 49ers had the ball with like eight minutes to go in the fourth. Up 10. Up 10. Yeah, yeah, game was over as far as everybody was concerned. But uh, Patrick Mahomes, yeah, he was, turned that game around. Can you imagine he if he lost that one? He didn't. And then he lost the next one. I can't imagine it, actually. He would be one and two in Super Bowls right yeah, now. But the we 49ers, wouldn't be talking about him the same. The 49ers no. blew it. What can you say? No. They blew it. So I mean, just think if Jimmy Garoppolo had, had won his, he, we might not be talking about him the same way. If you didn't overthrow Emmanuel Sanders, Jimmy, <laughs> oh, the game it. is over. Uh, Chris, you you need to pay this off. You talk about a play. i got to tell you, this drove me crazy yesterday, and then we'll get into some Bob Melvin stuff from Peoria. They need to either outlaw this. I know where you're going now. in the NFL, or every other team just needs to do it. Yeah, and forevermore, third and one and fourth and one is not interesting. Yep, and that is the Jalen Hurts quarterback sneak with too three easy. guys I mean, pushing him. They have a cheat code though, it, because that's too cheating. Easy. Because Kelsey in the center is pretty much an immovable object. So if he he is first of all for his size. He is extremely athletic. So, so you're saying he, that not a, not every team could pull this no, off? No, not every team can pull it off. All right, Kelsey. He first of all he gets lower than everybody every time. I know, and it's like he just buries himself down into the ground. But uh, but if it, but as good as he is on that sneak play that they ran yesterday, Jalen Hurts was stopped two or three times. And then Gainwell or A.J. Brown, whoever it was behind him, just pushed him forward in the pile, and he picked up the first down. Look, I credit the Eagles because they have discovered something that absolutely is almost infallible, and every other team ought to be using this play. But unfortunately, third and one is usually a very dramatic play. The Eagles took all the drama out of that. Yeah. That's what bothered me about they, it. They, I agree. They have, I'm convinced they got a cheat code, and that's why it works. I, I, I can't believe that no one else has thought of pushing a quarterback from I mean, the, the Chiefs look like they were like an old-time team when they had third and one, and they did a regular handoff. I'm like, what are you doing? <laughs> you know, just do that thing with the push. They know play. they don't have a Kelsey in the yeah. middle of it like that. Right. But Well, we'll see if either, either – either, we'll see where that goes. Yeah. But I will be surprised if next year you don't see either every team do that or the NFL changes the rule on pushing a quarterback <laughs> forward. You're going to start seeing the injured list with a bunch of centers with back problems. <laughs> they're all trying to, trying to bury themselves into the ground. That like that. Me, I mean, that's a really a weapon. It is. I mean, the Eagles know that on fourth and one, they could even go for it at their own 10-yard line. They know they're going to make it. And that's the thing. is, is that play works so well this season for them. They can now set up like they're going to do that, and then have Hertz just run I off know the they side. Can. I, <laughs> know they the can. side I was for... almost waiting for that yesterday, and they didn't do it. But anyway, that was my that was my bugaboo yesterday. Yeah, with the ending of um, of Super Bowl, it really means that 
Yes. Basketball has, is left to finish and baseball yeah. to start. Yeah, right? some of us will pay attention to that, but it's all baseball now. It's all baseball. It's not all baseball. Stop. Mostly it's, baseball. It's, it's, it's all it, baseball. baseball. Baseball hasn't even started. <laughs> so, ultimately, baseball season. Lakers aren't in the playoffs. It's all baseball. Hey, easy, easy. <laughs> baseball season has now officially come upon us, and Bob Melvin already meeting with the scrum. Uh, he spoke with the media yesterday, and a uh, few things. First, we'll talk about his expectation, players' expectation. Is that something that he needs to manage? Because we know the city is on fire for this team right now. But the players and their expectation, does he need to manage it? Or is there enough veterans in that locker room that he doesn't need to worry about it? You know, you have to embrace it, and it's going to be there regardless. And I think you have to understand that that's the position we put ourselves in. So that's a good thing, right? Um, but and then it's, it's back to the day-to-day you know, you have you have long-term goals, you have short-term goals, and then you insulate in the day-to-day portion of it and just try to go out there and win a ball game or win a day, win a, a workout, you know, and try to get better as you go along. But I think everybody here understands what the expectations are. Yeah. Where was Bob Melvin doing that? Uh, on a lift? Uh, he was on the loading dock. Th- see, this on is, loading dock. This is, yeah. These are the sounds of early spring training. I see. I see. Stuff still loading off the team trucks okay. and getting it all situated. Uh, you'll probably hear that for the next couple of days, and then you'll start getting away from uh, the, you'll hear the, the forklift. Sounds of balls yeah. popping into mitts, <laughs> right? You start hearing the real sounds yeah. of baseball. But Chris, I mean, expectations are something that um, they have to be. Wor- they, they have they, to be dealt with. They really do have to be dealt with, right? Yeah, they I do. mean, this is uh, this is uncharted territory. I think even for the guys. Um, in that locker room, right? Yeah, I don't... and we talk about it a lot in the. We talk about it mostly in the NFL because there's only 16, 17 games, but a lot of teams can win when other teams aren't preparing right, for them. Right? They don't right. give you 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 know when when you're not getting the other team's best shot every single night. A lot of times, teams can sneak through, and you see teams come out of nowhere in the NFL. They go from like four wins. To like eight or nine wins, right, right. and then everybody thinks the next they're year they're going to take, take that another big, big jump. Yeah, no, and it doesn't happen. So that is something the Potters going to have to deal with. They're going to get everybody's best shot. You know, most nights it's baseball. It's a little different than a gearing up for a football game. But yeah, the teams aren't going to overlook the Padres. Yeah, and, I, but I don't think they overlooked them last year either. Yeah, so. but but there's a difference, right? Because the year before there was a ton of expectation for the Padres coming out of that pandemic season, right? That's and, true. And, and, there and was, they didn't do well. With and there it. was a lot of noise coming from the Padres. They didn't do well. And they didn't do well. The difference was last year there was less noise. It was it was Bo Mel kind of coming in, kind of setting the tone for what he expected. And they just went out and played. And I think that is the learning lesson, right, is that there can be expectations. Those are fine. You embrace those expectations. But there is still a workmanlike attitude that you got to take towards it, and I think that will help this club. Going through what they went through last year, I think that's where this comes in handy. The other thing that's going to help them this year they just got a better team. They do. <laughs> than <laughs> they, they did do. two years ago. They do. They have so Certainly many good offensively, players. they got a better team. for them to – to, to, to not be great. Yeah. But, no, I agree with you. Expectations are going to be there, and other teams are going to gear up to play the Padres, so they're going to have to be ready. Bo Mel was also asked about the import- importance of establishing depth 
uh, of their pitching, not just at the big league level, but throughout the entire organization, including the minor leagues. Also uh, wanted to hear something on Adrian Mortehone and his possible innings limitation. Yeah, that, that's a huge part of it. You know, and, and you expect guys to, you know, come out of the pack and, and win jobs. I mean, it's a, it's, a, it's a different thing. So whether it's a long roll, whether it's another starting spot, whether it's a st- spot in the bullpen that you can have guys with options that you can flip back and forth. We do have some guys that we're probably going to have some innings limitations, you know, guys like Morahone. So all those things have to be taken into consideration. You know, spring training is a time for competition, and that's going to be interesting for Bob Melvin, but I think most of the competition is going to be for backup roles. Yeah, I don't see Jake Cronenworth having to hold off somebody to be in the starting lineup. In fact, I don't see anybody in the starting lineup having to hold no. off somebody think the lineup to stay is in the, the lineup. starting lineup. Unless, <laughs> unless Luis Camposano just goes crazy in spring training that could and alter takes some the things. number one spot from, from Austin Nola. But I, I wouldn't even expect that. I, I would think Nola's going to be your starter, you know, on opening day at least. And hopefully, Camposano goes crazy and does great and and puts some pressure on that. But there will be some some competition at the back end of the rotation. I, I I'm not 100 agree. I'm not 100 percent locked in on Seth Lugo. He was a reliever last year for the Mets, and you know he's a good reliever. But you know you're saying he's going to be your number five starter. I don't know. Is that automatic, or does Adrian Mortehone have something to say about it? Yeah, no, I, I agree. Four, five, or f- five at the very least. There'll mm-hmm. be some competition for. I'm sure there may be and bullpen. Spots. I was about to say there's sure two or one or two bullpen spots that are going to be up for grabs in the catching area. Listen, I just I think the Padres view that position as you know there isn't an everyday guy. I think they want to keep both guys fresh. Uh, throughout the season as much as they can. They were able to accomplish that because last year because Jorge Alfaro played so well, it allowed them to have the really almost perfect split between uh, those two catchers until Capusano came in and later in the season. So, yeah, I think for for the most part, the position players, they're set. The, there ain't too much maneuvering that's going to happen there. I think the roles are pretty much set as well, but um, certainly – um, when Fernando Tatis Jr. comes back, that could all change a little bit. And Bob Melvin was asked about what he expects from Fernando Tatis Jr. Uh, for his spring training workload to what it looks like for him after rehabbing for multiple surgeries. Yeah, I, at this point, still a little bit limited, but I, I you know, it's, I'm going to take the direction of the the training staff. We'll have meetings here in the next few days. We don't have position players you know, on the field yet. So it's just part of his, his rehab process right now that he's been going through the last, I don't know, couple of weeks since he's he's been cleared for activity. Um, so I'm not really sure what, what a full workload is going to look like yet. Yeah, so, I mean, Fernando, as he's, as he's pretty much told everybody, he is close to being 100%. No need for him to be 100% yet because position players haven't reported. They still have, uh, what, another week week or so before they report? Yeah. Did, did you kind of like that when you were a position player, knowing yes. all your other teammates? <laughs> yes. yes, he says yes without even I, thinking. I'm glad I got you weren't, it. You weren't chomping at the bit to get to spring training a few no. days early, come rolling in early? Er, early early in the career I was. But early the in the career, yeah. yeah. You were taking later, every like, minute. Later in the career, not so much. I always, if for just, you know, I always. It's a long enough season. Yeah, no, it is. I, I always arrived about a week earlier than I was supposed to, regardless of, you know, what the actual date was. A week is good. 
Because, you know, you get allowed to get there, get yourself situated wherever you're staying, um, kind of get the get into the flow of things. The worst thing that you can do is show up like a day or two before, at least from my standpoint, and then trying to get acclimated when, you know, everybody else is. I always like to get there a little bit early and kind of um, ease into it, if you will. So, all right. Uh, all right. Let's, uh, let's get to break. Yeah. It's a good idea. <laughs> When we come, when we come back, Matt Snyder. CBS. We can go through the break if you want. No, I don't think we should. Matt Snyder joins us next. CBS Sports. We'll talk a little baseball. Uh, talk about his projections as well. More Gwen and Chris. Previously on the John Cantera Show. We'll have to wait and see what goes on with Machado and Soto. I mean, if they're able to sign both Manny, you know, re-up Manny long-term deal with big money and and bring in Soto for a long-term, I mean, I'm really serious. I really believe Mr. Seidler uh, has money trees in his backyard. I mean, what the what he is doing right now is amazing. Listen to the John Cantera Show weekdays from 10 to 2 on San Diego's number one sports station, 97.3 The Fan. Tune in is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively sports. Back clock at four. Doncic. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. And even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening.